0: You are listening to the Seeking Wild Beauty podcast. My name is Harmony Nixon, and I'm a spiritual teacher and healer. And each week, I will be diving deep into topics about spiritual practices, embodied intuition, sacred creativity, conscious living, and the call of soul, all to help you unearth your deepest truth. So grab your journal and get cozy. Hello, loves. I hope you all are doing well wherever you are. I am really looking forward to sharing this conversation with you today because uh, it was just so inspiring and I, oh, the flow of this conversation is just beautiful. And my guest has so many beautiful things to share about the creative process and her journey and uh, it's just amazing. So I'm going to give you a little bit um, about her. Her name is Ilza Miller and she is a sensitive nature spirit with a vivid imagination and a restless mind. And she believes in the power of using her creative voice to make the world a greener, kinder, and more united place. As an artist and storyteller, driven by her passion for mental health, gender equality and sustainability, and inspired by magical realism, Ilza explores the traps of mundanity and trials of reality through a lens of whimsy and romance. She aims to immerse people in poetry, dance, color, emotion, and dreams to spark environmentally and socially conscious conversations and inspire the courage to face one's fears and desires, opening up to new perspectives and seeking authenticity. So with that, let's just dive right in. I'm really happy you're here. And the reason that I invited you on is because first of all, you've already inspired me so much because of how you bring people together in the community and how you're creating a creative community to bring people together to create more inspiration for the world. And I just think that's so beautiful and so inspiring because I've had this longing to collab with people and I just didn't know exactly how to do it. (laughs) And somehow you broke that for me, like that whatever veil that was in front of me, like just by being a part of the project that you're working on now, has really broke me through that veil of like oh it's that simple you just put out a call and then you do it (laughs) you know and so first of all I want to thank you because that really helped me heal something in me to be able to reach out and collab with people and so you've inspired me on my own path and how I'm going to be collabing with my own community in the future so thank you for that first of all but I invited you here because of that inspiration so do you want to share a little bit of your background what are your passions and things like that my goodness that was such a wonderful introduction and
1: (laughs) i'm honestly so honored to be here Uh, it was such a wonderful message to receive to be invited on this podcast and and i feel like this is one of the things that i absolutely love about social media is how there's plenty of bad things about it and i'm feeling quite unsatisfied with many aspects of it these days but the one thing that that it does is that it really brings people with similar values and interests and passions together from all around the world and we have we have connected very recently and I already feel like we have a lot of shared passions and values and it's just it's just quite magical just to think about how we are in these opposite ends of the world and we're already sharing our vulnerability and and our interests and connections to the world through poetry, through creativity, through stories. Uh, so, yeah, it's just been very exciting, and just I'm very excited to just be here and talk more about it and and create uh, and continue making this bond even stronger and uh, and sharing sharing my my story. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> so yes, my background. Um, well, I am from Latvia, which is a tiny little country in Europe, which I always like to describe in poetic ways, as a country filled with endless woodlands and vast meadows and beautiful empty beaches, which is all pretty much true because two thirds of Latvia is just forests and it has a very small population. So it's lots of wild and uh, untouched nature where you can just walk around for hours. Uh, without really meeting any soul and just feeling grounded and connected, so I think that from an early childhood, I just I was able to create uh, grow this strong connection with nature, which I wasn't always truly aware of because I did grow up in the capital city, so I was more or less surrounded by buildings and people. So yeah, so from an early age, I believe my mum did a really good job at teaching me on how to appreciate the little things in nature and and collect seashells and run through meadows and waves and count flowers and stars. So I think that has always been in me. And my passion for storytelling also came from a very early age. I remember I started writing little stories and poems when I was around six, seven years old. Uh, My first ever actually noted poem, a little four line poem uh, is uh, that I have Was written when i was seven years old and then when i was nine i wrote a story about an angel looking for a home which my parents really liked and long story short which we can maybe go in more detail later that would eventually become a published book which was sold in uh, all the bookshops in latvia when i was 12. that book would eventually become a whole career, which I never expected because I just had a passion and love for stories. I was always coming up with ideas and characters and worlds. And eventually, before I was 18, I had seven books published in Latvian. I was the, I think I still am the youngest published author and they were there might still be some of these books part of the school curriculum. So yeah. the students were actually studying them. They were studying about me. And I spent a long part of my teenage years traveling around the country, performing in schools and libraries and fairs and markets and just talking about myself and sharing my love for stories and reading, uh, reading fragments from my books and And people would, love, would, would look up to me and ask me for inspiration for advice on how to find inspiration or how to get into writing or how to follow your dreams and i just always felt like it was so surreal because at basically at no point i ever felt like i was an actual real author (laughs) Uh. and even though i did i did achieve quite a bit as an author But it just never felt to me real because all it was to me was I just liked writing and I was lucky enough that a publishing house trusted me and they worked with me to publish these stories and get them to all these readers. But uh, it was just always crazy to me to think that other people would look up to me as if I was some inspiring person when when I just I was just sharing what I what I was passionate about. Yeah, so maybe I can come back to it a bit later, but just to give the full background on me, I am now living in England, where I've been living for nine years, coming close to 10 years now, and I, uh, aside of writing, my other big passion is filmmaking, so I have been studying filmmaking, media production for a few years, I'm about to do a master's in film, media and photography, and I have been making films for more than five years uh, the latest little mini film that me and my partner made um, earlier this year has just received two film awards at the local film festival which is very exciting oh wow and <laughs> yeah so so yeah my main creative passions have been writing a film and what I am focusing on the most right now is writing poetry because that's how I find um really it just it's very easy for me to express myself these days through poetry and to be really vulnerable and and it almost feels like meditation of some kind or or healing because i just get to really put the pain or 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 some love or whatever it is all those strong intense emotions out in words and and so poetry flows quite easily for me these days and then the other, other side of my creative spectrum is, uh, is mainly the filmmaking. And my main goal there is to create films that have um, stories of humanity and, and what, it makes, what makes us human, how our human minds work and how they are different, how we connect with the world, how we connect with each other. And I hope to create a difference of some kind through my films, uh, whether that's by inspiring people to be kind to each other or kind to the planet. Um, by focusing on themes such as mental health, female empowerment, the environment and uh, other areas that I'm very passionate
0: about. that is beautiful i love your passion and your direction and like how you are so openly pouring your soul into everything you do it's so obvious and i just think that's so beautiful so can you share a little bit about your creative process with us maybe a little insider of how does that look for you and how does that work for you yeah that has been something that as i've mentioned
1: people have been asking me since a very young age and it was always a strange question to me because i think i have always been quite easily inspired by the world around me by nature by people by listening to conversations and i always found it a little bit hard to relate when people would ask me what to do when you're not inspired and be like well just wait until you're inspired and just get back to it (laughs) Uh, and of course there are plenty of times when i'm not inspired but what i have realized is um i work best when i don't force creativity and that's why i have always struggled with the concept of creative subjects in in um, study in learning environments such as schools when it becomes really subjective and forced and you have to follow so many guidelines and you can definitely master a craft that way but i feel like the art just becomes quite forced and it's quite difficult for me to do that and i work much better if i just write whenever the passion comes instead of having a very strict idea of what I need to write um, so so yeah with the inspiration I think the best advice I guess I can give what works best for me is just being able to stay curious and wonder and and be present and notice the world around us because most of my inspiration is just comes from noticing little things such as the colors of a sunset or or something maybe I heard from people walking by or, or sharing moments with loved ones or um, meaningful conversations or very deep and intense emotional experiences I go through and all of those are sources of inspiration and there are some times when an inspiration just comes like that on the spot and suddenly I'm just hearing lines in my head and I need to write it down, but it doesn't, I think most of the times it is more of a slower process where I notice these things. It's almost like I collect all these little experiences and I maybe make a note of them in a note app, just like a single line or maybe literally just two words of something that sounds nice. And, and then I just collect these moments and at one point it all just kind of comes out and, and, um, And I'm able to put a few of these recent experiences or memories together and and create something. And it's a different process for depending on what I work on. But if I'm talking about specifically poetry, I have realized I work, my poetry really comes from intense places and especially the kind of poetry I've been writing since last year. Because to be honest, I'm quite new to poetry, the the type of poetry I write right now. It's only been just over a year that I've been writing this uh, in this style, this really like personal and vulnerable style. And I have noticed that there's two times when I feel most inspired. And one of those is when I've had a panic attack or just a really anxious experience, some sort of past trauma maybe has come forward or have been crying about something. And, and then pretty much every single time, uh, after I've done crying, I just sit down and just words pour out, and it's it's such a cathartic feeling. And it, and I really I don't know if that, if I I don't know what came first, if it if I started writing to make myself feel better or or if i just started writing because words came to me and that made me feel better but somehow there's this it's a whole healing process that i go through some sort of intense feelings and experiences and then i just write this poem and and it just feels so good afterwards and it helps me understand myself better it helps me analyze these feelings and and really put together where they came from connect the dots and and basically just convince myself that I'm not going crazy. This is <laughs> yeah. the thing. There is a reason why I was feeling this way. And and then the second catharsis comes when I get to share these words, either when I uh, read them out to my boyfriend who always loves my poetry and always gives me beautiful feedback and we talk about it together, or when I share it online and then I, and and always feel so, just fascinating to me how I write something so so specifically personal and then people respond to me saying that they have felt exactly the same or that really resonates with them and I just think that is one of those magical things about words and about stories where we might be capturing something that feels so just specifically us and our experience but there's always going to be someone who could take their own reading from those words and they can really relate to it and then the other way, how I feel really inspired for poetry is basically the opposite end of emotional spectrum, which is just from really intense love. And and I know it sounds cheesy, and I've and I and <laughs> we both are very aware of how cheesy we are. We're such romantics because my boyfriend he's also a poet, and we're very sensitive, deeply poetic souls. And my other so the other place where my inspiration comes from is just from my love and and my love for him and so much of my poetry recently has been really romantic and and it has been so nice because i've never really written anything that's romantic before and and then since last year i've just been writing so many just just pure ro- romance and love and 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 capturing this joy and and beauty and and the dreamy almost surreal feeling of what it feels like to be in love and it doesn't have to be necessarily the person but i also have realized it has become easier for me to write about my love for nature and being just intoxicated by the beauty around us and by all those sensations we can feel when we're watching the sun or we're running in the sea or um or you know being embraced by someone we love and and so so yeah when i'm feeling either intensely up or down that's when (laughs) when my poetry comes out of me
0: (laughs) that's so beautiful and i don't think it's cheesy at all because i'm a romantic and a poet as well and so i find it beautiful and i find it needed in this world to be able to kind of step beyond the mundane into that deep feeling space so what do you feel like happens in the moment that you begin to express like if you were just to kind of like halt that moment of when you're opening and about to express something what's happening in that space it just feels
1: like being alive i think that's the best way to describe it i just feel just so connected to the world connected to myself to whatever is around me or whoever is around me and and yeah and it has through writing i feel like i've been able to understand myself better and understand my connection to to, to the world and to my life and and how i how i connect to it, how I read it, how I react to it. And um, and then when it's other types of creative expression as well, when I'm on a film set, for example, I just feel like that's that's the place where I have to be, where I can relax. And no matter how stressful a day might be or or how many things I need to keep in mind, it all just feels easy. And it's, it feels like maybe the wrong word to say, because it's definitely not easy in a way that's that it's simple process because there's a lot of things and thoughts that go through making a film and and plenty of skills involved in it and lots of people but it just feels easy in a way that it doesn't seem like a chore in my brain and uh and and the process just flows and no matter what challenges come our way i just i just feel like we can overcome it we can work around it we can adapt and and it's and the, the creative process just feels like a river to me like some sort of water. Uh, It's so fluid. And, and and this is going back to what I said about how I feel a bit um, resistant, I guess, towards um, the studying environment when it comes to learning, learning creative subjects, because I think that they can really suppress your actual creativity. And I really felt that when I was in university, actually, and I felt like I was less um, creative than i had ever been especially in one specific time in university where i just felt like my creative expression was being repressed because i had to follow so many guidelines and specific restrictions and rules that i couldn't really express my true voice and and so i think that when we when we try to um, restrict ourselves and follow specific deadlines or guidelines it, it, it can become quite difficult to be creative and it can become stale and forced and and you can just drain the whole joy out of it. So I think when we really release ourselves from those restrictions as much as we can and look at the creative process more as a ever-changing and flowing process it is just it just becomes as easy as breathing (laughs) and and there's always going to be challenges but it just feels like it's all doable and it's coming out naturally and 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 any obstacle becomes instead of becoming a wall it becomes a door just to maybe a different path to just take a different different turn to get to the same result and create something beautiful at the end
0: Oh, that's just beautiful how you explained all of that. So would you say that there is a difference between um, having a restrictive um, environment, like in university, like you were saying, versus having a boundary set so you can create something potent? Do you think that there's any kind of creative boundaries that you set for yourself to be able to create potently?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Do you think that there can be good boundaries? And the problem with a university is, and I don't want to put my university as, a, as some bad guys, I had plenty of good experiences, there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think that the problem with universities or any similar establishments is that it's so large and so my course specifically had over 100 of people so it's very difficult to really cater to anyone's individual voice, especially when you have to work on a group project where maybe everybody is a completely different type of creative. And I think it's all that's a whole different story. Like it's important to learn to work with people with different interests and different skill sets. But when it comes to your own individual creativity, you you might have to just kind of mute it a little bit and just just go with whatever is asked of you. And and again like that, those are also very important skills to develop and and you get to learn something new you get to try different things and and look at uh your own projects from a different perspective but um but it can also be quite challenging i think especially for very sensitive creatives or empathetic passion creatives like what i am and 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 it could sometimes feel like i was being repressed and, and like i couldn't quite be uh, exactly what I wanted to be and that's why I feel like now I'm experiencing this almost awakening for these last couple of years that that I've just been able to really tune in to what my creative voice is and to work on it and to really develop it and it has just been feeling so nurturing and and, and inspiring to just really let myself be the kind of creative I wanted to be without anyone telling me that maybe what something I'm doing is wrong or not traditional or or not not how it's supposed to be because oh there's i I've, I, I guess over the last few years but I, I just got used to comments like that and and I really took them seriously and and I try to be more approachable for the masses and mainstream and and to to because at the end of the day to sell art you you wanted to be liked by people but now over the last few years i think i have really realized that that the art really only feels real to me when when it's coming from me this exactly the way that i see it and that i feel it and and what i have realized in the process is i felt like i was going to lose people uh, who are able to connect to it because i might make it too personal or too specific or too poetic or or whatever too much but what I realize is that I am now getting involved in such inspiring conversations with people who connect to my art more than ever before because I think they can sense just how real it is and and how pure and raw it is and how it's coming from a vulnerable place. And and it it I think that in today's world there is lots of superficiality around us, and and I think it can be quite refreshing to find something that feels like it really came from a very personal place and is as unfiltered as possible. But yep. that's not quite the question you ask. <laughs>
0: But no, that was still great though. I mean, you have you can already tell the amount of flow that you're in just from your responses. So this is perfect. I talk a lot, No, I love it. It's beautiful. How would you, um, let's move into, how would you help someone who is wanting to connect to their true self to kind of release those masks, to step deeper into the truth of who they are and to step into a creative flow, but haven't um, really found the way to really connect to that flow? What would you suggest that they do? Cause it sounds like you've always been in the flow, but maybe you could give some advice on how to reconnect. Well, I think that the, the,
1: the time when I realized I had lost my my way, that sounds a bit dramatic, but maybe <laughs> lost a little bit of that uh, path that I was on. My, my, my own creative voice was just before lockdown, the first ever lockdown that we had. and And I think like many, many people, during the first lockdown it was the the world stopped and the time stopped and we were all forced to spend time with ourselves and and with our heads (laughs) and uh, and i think that for many people even though it could be challenging and difficult it also was so freeing and liberating for many of us and and that was the time when i spent lots of time Um, writing and thinking and dreaming and really shaping what I wanted my future to look like, what I wanted my creative voice, creative style to be like, and that's when I started to really embrace um, the voice that I wanted to express. And for example, that was really the time when I started to write uh, poetic Instagram captions. And that's really where my poetry came from, because before then, my Instagram captions were very basic and simple. They would normally be like a sentence, just saying "Today we did this or this," and just really simple. And then during that lockdown, I reconnected with lots of people and and started to really surround myself with this uh, with the type of community that was inspiring to me. And I saw a few people who wrote really poetically. And I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, I I, I would like to write like that, but you know, who am I to write like that? I'm not a poet or anything." And then I just I stopped thinking like that and and I started describing the photos I was taking of nature with more words and and all again it just happened so naturally and suddenly I realized that I was also one of these people writing poetic captions and then eventually I started writing actual poetry so more of a it's a prose format it was it, it, it became more of a it looked more like poetry Um, so basically the advice I guess is that you just need to spend some more time with yourself, I guess, and try to remove yourself from the distractions of the busy chaos and noise of the today's world. Um, for me, for example, taking a walk a day is quite important. And Sometimes those walks literally are like 10 minutes long, like normally I try for them to be a bit longer, but on a busy day, even if it's for 10 minutes, just to get a fresh air, just to get out and without any music or without anything it's normally just me by myself or me with my boyfriend and then sometimes we literally just walk in silence I and mean, we just it's just to be present and just to take in the surroundings and or maybe we immerse ourselves in a deep conversation which can be inspiring in a different way or if it's just me by myself i just walk and and i i normally realize that that i start my walks with a really fast pace i'm a very fast walker <laughs> but then eventually I slow down and become more grounded and look around myself more then I always feel that wave of peace and clarity coming over and doesn't matter how difficult the day might have been or maybe a whole week or a month has been heavy and overwhelming and, and then there's always that sense of just a bit of a relief uh, when you when you're outside taking a little break from everything and the other way how i find find these little breaks is by dancing oh um, well, yes <laughs> yeah so another whole thing that maybe i could go in more detail later is i like to organize these dancing projects which again also came from lockdown <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i started to do these little dances around my i mean i've always been dancing my whole life uh i also did some Actual like dancing classes as a child, and uh, so I always loved it. And and pretty much every film I have made has some elements of dance to it. And and I think it's such a pure expression of emotion and passion. And and I really want to continue to work around it and make more films with dance in it. And and take more dancing classes and maybe um, do some more choreography myself because I used to choreograph dances as a teenager all the time, and I just loved it. That's and awesome. Yeah. And then, and so, yeah, so dancing, I think is one of those things that really allows you to be grounded and present and reconnect with your mind and with your body and, and really connect with that wild and free side, which it releases all those bad emotions. It, it amplifies good emotions and it can um, bring lots of inspiration to me and, and just make me feel more like myself and more alive. And and that's why I've been running these projects on Instagram uh, called Earth Dance. I, I did the second one this year where I invite people from all around the world to basically just take a few minutes out of their day just to record little dance and share it. And, and it always just brings me so much, so much joy and inspiration. It makes me feel united to people around the world and um, and and it makes me feel like. like we're all united by something and by strong by some kind of strong bond It almost feels spiritual in some way and 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 like there's this wild wilderness and this freedom that we all have and it might, might may have been hidden and suppressed because of all the mundanity and 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 chores of everyday life but when we access it and and release it even just for a few minutes it's just it's a very empowering moment
0: It really is. And I've seen the people who are involved with those dances that you were talking about the earth dance and it's it is it's so inspiring and that is something that's really inspired me watching your work because of how easily you just put out this call, and everyone so many people respond and it is powerful and it's creating this web of healing and this web of empowerment all around the world. And it's very palpable, like when you connect with your work and everyone who is connecting. And I just think it's so beautiful. I also think dancing is a really beautiful way to be embodied and to really connect with that wild space within us. Just like I love being in nature and in wild places. And so I love going into my own inner landscapes and exploring what that looks like. And so that's something that helps me personally, like it's a private thing for me, but it's something that I have to do, or I think I would die if I couldn't dance. You know, it's no, just definitely
1: and yeah, and I always encourage people that they don't have to share those dances necessarily if, if because sometimes I get a message that somebody says I danced along today, I am not going to film it or share it, but like the whole idea is that that you just you just do it and and I you know I dance for many a long time without ever filming it and the first times I, I shared it online felt really weird and awkward and I completely understand the feeling of <laughs> embarrassment and, and also of dancing in public because I always prefer dancing in nature but uh, especially this year I've been living in a, quite an urban place so all these nature spaces also had people in the background and, and I, I'm not quite where I would like to be that I really don't care at all but I, I definitely feel like that pressure has released a little bit and i think that where i am now 3 years ago i would have never even attempted to film a dance in some park with people walking by but now i might feel a bit awkward at first and and if somebody is actually stopping to stay i might stop because i still feel a little bit a little <laughs> bit awkward about it but in general i i don't really have a, that much of a problem with it anymore and 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 yeah, and as I was talking about the walks earlier, there's the same feeling with the dancing. I think that it might feel a bit awkward and it might feel a bit stiff and weird at first, especially if you haven't done it for a while. And you might feel like, oh, you know, I look silly and I don't know how to move anyway. And this is ridiculous. But then there's always that one. if you really give into it and if you really just focus on the music and on what your what your body is doing. Um, there's that moment it's like a click in your head when it just suddenly just doesn't matter and you just you just you're just dancing and it just it just feels good and 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 you're just there in that moment and and everything it feels like, yeah, like like time just stops and 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 all the
0: sensations are amplified and it just feels really empowering that's beautiful how do you um step past those comfort zones when it gets awkward like how do you push yourself past that because i feel like so many people in in every aspect of life will stop as soon as they get to the edge of their comfort zone and they're like yeah no i don't want to go there because they get scared of being judged or rejected or whatever it may be or being seen being heard so how would you or how have you in your life step past your comfort zones in knowing that it's safe to i
1: think it's just one step at a time I'm going to give a few examples, but coming back to this Earth Dance. Before Earth Dance, there was an Earth Week, which was a, a smaller project I ran in 2020 and at the beginning of 2021. And those were projects where I would just find four people, and we would take five days in a week, and each one of us would pick a song for one of those days. And we would only put the dances in our stories, which is uh, Instagram stories. So 24 hours later, they're gone, and that's it and 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 that was 15 like 15 seconds and, and that just felt so nice and easy and uh when, once i had done that i realized that i actually want to share more about it so that's how the idea of earth dance came together where i thought that we should actually make this more tangible and 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 have these dances in our on our actual feeds on in the reels in the video section and get more people involved and and make a bigger deal out of it basically and and suddenly just it, it felt easier and now i'm actually after this year I've, I've been feeling so inspired still even though it was a few months ago now i am thinking that maybe the next step is that i could somehow bring this as a physical event where Ooh. there's lots of people dancing and we, we somehow connect with with a video chat or something and 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 that there's people like all coming together in some sort of flash mob style performance and <laughs> and i would really like to see that and and somehow bring earth sounds even bigger because it just that project means so many things to me it's more about connecting with yourself and it's more about mental health and empowerment and being grounded and present but it's also about nature and and earth as as the title says and it's about connecting with your natural surroundings for a moment and 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 just being present in in nature and and letting the earth heal you and hold you for a moment so i think yeah so i think one of these tips would be just taking it one step at a time and just seeing how the process naturally evolves and grows and to go with it and then the other approach i guess is almost the opposite of that is that sometimes you just need to do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then you just need to approach and just need to approach those fears and and just get it out there and um and that to me was um the poetry as i said i haven't really been doing that much poetry for that long and quite a lot of it felt way too personal to me to share at first and then i guess this is a bit of a side note it's very useful if you have a supportive person by your side because a big inspiration for me to really start sharing all my poetry was my boyfriend because he said that um, yeah that he loves it so much and it, it's so impactful and it needs to be shared it needs to be shouted out loud and and he was he's just always been such a big fan and and um that it really inspires me and it it just allowed and just the fact that i could get that kind of reaction from him it's just it, it already is enough of a, um um it, it gives me enough support to to really put it out there for anyone else but yeah sometimes i guess you just you just need to embrace that failure is going to happen and it's not easy i naturally don't deal with failure and rejection well i have definitely experienced plenty of difficult moments and especially in my filmmaking um journey in the filmmaking world can be can be very ruthless. And, yeah there's lots of rejection happening there and uh, there's still going to be plenty of times when I think my my dreams will be crushed for a bit and then I'll I'll, I'll have to pick myself back up and I think that in those moments the only thing I can I I really have to hold on is my own love for it and just to just do everything I can to protect that love and that drive I feel for creating these stories so nothing nothing on the outside world can crush it and if sometimes that might mean just stepping back and just being to myself for a little while as I always say that especially after a big film project for example I often feel like I need um, I just need a real reset and I often just log out of social media for a few weeks I don't really um create anything i just need to almost like process what what just happened this this massive project that just was you know months or maybe years in the making and 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 like i need this moment to just step back and breathe and and and, and really basically nourish myself for a little bit um and and sometimes it's just moments like that where you basically just need a little reset and 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 connect with what the what the purpose of it all is and to me it always just comes back to the fact that first of all I love stories and I, I want to create and secondly that I hope to inspire someone or to make even the tiniest little bit of positive change in this world and even if it's by inspiring one single person that that already means something to me and that means that it's worth to keep going
0: Yes, that's powerful and so beautiful. And talking about how the support is really powerful in helping you get over those things and helping you be able to put yourself out there, you've created a community. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes, definitely. So again, uh, I'm going to talk about me and my boyfriend here, Uh, me and Charlie, we launched a community, a creative community called Beatside, earlier this year. And it's quite fascinating because it's, was already born in our heads individually many many years ago (laughs) because as i said i i felt this drive to help people to inspire people empower people unite people for many many years and i've always wanted to use creativity in some good way to somehow make a difference and a few years ago i already had uh my own Production company. It's a bit hard to call the company because it was very small, <laughs> but I, I did have a name under which I was creating films that mainly focused on mental health, and that was my first big um, passion. and And my goal was to keep growing it and and to also um, educate peoples about uh, mental health in creative industry and and offer support for people because creative uh, film industry and just creative industries in general can be quite difficult on mental health at times and I wanted to inspire people to use the platform to use their voice to shed light on different mental health issues but um, so so that was something I had started to work on and then later I also started work on something else which was going to be my way of making um, sustainable um, so making sustainability uh, as a goal my creative projects to inspire people to use their creative voice and to create projects to make the world a better place by um telling stories about nature about earth talking about climate crisis about pollution and to make these films or whatever creative projects they work on in a sustainable way so by uh, reducing their uh, emissions and reducing their use of plastic and, and all that but um, so those ones I, I kind of tried to do a, a little while back. It didn't quite work out. And then on Charlie's side, he also as a as a teenager already had this idea of he already had an name side. That was his name. And and he wanted to create something that was inspired by the spirit of the Beat generation. If, if you're aware of that, it's the uh, all the rebellious poets of the 60s who um, embodied this lust for life and 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 being free and um, rejecting lots of the society's pressures and and restrictions and just really embracing life and and, and he really enjoyed what, the, what they stood for this this freedom and this freedom of speech and expression and and so he also wanted to create something that would be a creative hub where creatives can come together they can share their stories they can make art together they can appreciate art together by talking about what inspires them what they love and they can also learn together by um having workshops and guest speakers and sharing their own expertise and so when Charlie and me um when we reunited um because this little side note we already met seven years ago but then we kind of went separate ways and then we reunited last year and then we started talking about these um future goals and values that we have and it was just crazy to me because the more he talked about it all the more i realized that that's all that i wanted as well and we had so many shared dreams to to host uh poetry nights or film festivals and to to just bring people together and so it was it made complete sense that that we would unite all of these different ideas we had under the same name and create something together and so that's how Beatside was born our little motto is dream empower create and those three words just stand for so many things in our minds because dreaming is all about staying curious and um, following your passions and asking questions and being brave to follow your dreams and whether that's literal sense or you know just by embracing all the poetry and romance and fantasy that there is to this world and all the magical things and empowering stands for focusing on all these issues that we are passionate about such as i mentioned earlier mental health female empowerment and um, lgbtq plus representation um, environment those are all that i have been always very passionate about and then some areas that charlie is very passionate about is is class divide and um uh, issues around education and, and how important that is and how people could be how basically that's where a lot of inequalities begin that people don't have the same access to education and that's where We want to empower people by hosting workshops and having guest speakers and and giving them the platform as well, our community, to just share their own expertise and and to talk about their experiences and and share anything that they would like to share so they can also feel empowered by, by being listened to and being learned from and then finally create, I mean that's the most uh, self-explanatory word but yes so we're all about creativity in all kinds of uh, forms and as I said we both are poets and filmmakers but there's also a lot of other areas that we want to explore. Charlie's very passionate about music and he's always wanted to release some of his music and I've kind of been thinking about it recently a little bit as well (laughs) and uh, we want to work on a podcast, we want to create, physical events, such as I mentioned, a poetry night, for example, or a film festival. Um, and yeah, and there's, there's plenty more ideas and we've literally just started getting started but they're uh, already very excited to be growing this community and and to bring lots of projects to life. And, and hopefully by the end of the year, we already will have quite a few things to show to the world.
0: That's amazing. And you, you both sound like such a beautiful combination to be able to hold space like that for people. It's it's just so inspiring. And like that connection between you two, I'm sure that that connection really amps up your inspiration, like where you are inspiring each other versus on your own. Does it feel different for you? It really does. And as I mentioned earlier, I have never really
1: been this romantic, I guess. No, that's, yeah. that's probably a wrong way to say it because actually a friend that we met Um, Just the other week. Um, So I hadn't seen this friend for about a year, but she had known me uh, for a few years before. And she said that uh, since being with Charlie, I have been able to be the romantic and have the romance that I always wanted. And I felt like that was such a fascinating thing because we're not like super close, we we don't talk every day. So I just felt it was amazing how she could have seen that um, just from having seen me just a few times and and that's exactly how i feel like i always had this this um, just urge and this um, love for poetry for romance for just this appreciation for music and art and all kinds of forms but i feel like i wasn't really in the kind of environment where i could truly express it and embrace it and like i was always trying to fit in maybe in the wrong environments or maybe i was just trying to adapt um to yeah. other people's opinions or change my creative voice just to fit in more and then ever since i've been in this relationship it just feels like i've been able to be so free and so fully myself and so inspired and and yeah and, and i haven't ever done this much romantic writing as i said earlier but also even that other side of writing all those really pain-driven poems that I have written they have also come from a place where I can be really safe and comforted to really express my pain and and that I know that, that I'm in a safe place and and I can embrace any any traumas or any any experiences that might be difficult and I don't need to try to suppress anything because I know that I'm in an environment where I'll be supported no matter what and and so yeah it's just it's honestly just been really really incredible and really inspiring and And as I always say, like, he is my biggest fan and my biggest muse.
0: Oh, that's (laughs) so sweet. Yeah. That is adorable. I love it. And I think that's really powerful that you have someone right there to see you and hear you, you know, like right there that you can really trust. I think that's just beautiful. Well, there's two other things that I do want to talk about. One is I do want to talk about the healing process, but I think you already hit on that enough. So maybe I would like to know how do you manage social media and like the algorithms and getting your art seen without hampering your creativity?
1: That's a very um, topical question because I've literally been thinking about it today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, my uh, relationship with social media has been a um, a ride. (laughs) It's, It's had its ups and downs um i think i really like many of us saw a massive growth on platforms like instagram during the lockdown because so many people started using instagram and just being online more and and i was able to really find a community and to connect with so many people and find lots of inspiration and it was very exciting but i was posting a lot i think I i was posting at least once a day sometimes twice a day and sure enough it soon soon led me to a massive burnout and that was the first time i really realized that yeah this is this is all exciting and fun but it also needs to be um, taken seriously and, and and with some boundaries um and then then i i think i had more or less um a similar experience for the last few years up until like early last year where i would I would post sometimes and then i would um really connect with everyone on my community so one of the first things that i did that that was massive for me was i unfollowed hundreds of people because i used to follow so many people and then i realized that i'm the kind of person who actually wants to be up to date with everyone and everything and i would just scroll back and try to see every single post and that was impossible and that was so hard so i am always looking for it sounds kind of mean but i'm always looking for people to (laughs) follow.
0: well sometimes Um, it's necessary you have to exactly
1: (laughs) yeah i try to keep my the people numbered who i follow um on around 150 and no more than that because i really want to actually connect with these people and to have conversations with them and and i quickly realized that i'm not really that interested in following huge accounts because even though their photography might be amazing and inspiring at the end of the day, what I really look for in social media is is a connection, a conversation. So when I realized that they're not going, they're never going to see my comment under those thousands of comments, and and it just soon, just took away that enjoyment from their content because I I craved that actual connection with them. Yeah. And and so I'd say one of the those first things that I really keep an eye on is that I don't follow too many people, and and that I follow people who, I think I can have a conversation with, and and or at least that I if, if they ever did notice me I know that we would have something in common because they seem to share very similar values and interests in, in what they write and what they and what they share um and then um yeah and, and I think that that's really what is still holding me to social media is that passion for connection because uh currently the algorithm has been a bit of a evil beast
0: yes (laughs) i agree hiding
1: hiding literally everything and and posts that used to get to me you know 100 likes in a few hours now get to like 20 in a week and the first thing i did was i removed my like count so i can't actually see it i can't see likes on anyone else's posts either because I don't really care about likes it's more the comments that i look forward to and it can be quite heartbreaking when i realize that sometimes i used to have so many conversations in my comment section and people resonate with my words sharing their own experience and now sometimes
0: that's just that's just silence (laughs) i've been experiencing the same thing yeah it's it's hard because you really pour yourself into it and you want to have a conversation you want to engage with the community but it just seems like (laughs) (laughs) the algorithm is crazy it
1: it really is it's it's quite sad and especially the kind of art that i create it sometimes takes a long time i i never like i i post either if it's film work then that obviously is weeks to years in making but even with the poems like they just come from a very personal place and it can sometimes be difficult enough to put it out there but then realize that nobody because it obviously it's not true but i think our natural response is to think nobody cares even though it's probably not the people it's the algorithm but it just the first reaction it just feels like oh nobody cares about me anymore <laughs> nobody cares about what i have to say and they're be quite painful and sad and and then with the photos as well like i i am very passionate about photography and i take lots of self-portraits and most of my portrait photography is self-portraits which take hours and 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 they can be quite tricky and uh, and I get so excited about them and I only put out the, the photos that I think are the best of the best and that I feel really excited to share and then nobody ends up seeing them. And again, I feel like not that even though it would be nice, I'm not really focusing anymore on growing my following because I realize that that's basically an impossible task these days. Yeah. But what does break my heart is, is when people who do follow me and want to see my content, they don't get to see it. And then that's just... can become quite frustrating and and that's why i basically do this thing where i select the following option and just scroll all the way back and i just connect with every single person just so there's still those conversations going in the hopes that maybe they will also then notice me eventually Uh, or at least we can have conversations under their posts and so i I am a very engaged follower for the people that i do choose to follow Um, and then um and then yeah and i was actually thinking about this just today how it sometimes feels a bit pointless because currently i have quite a few poems that i would like to share but i just haven't really felt the inspiration to do it because because it feels like what's the point if nobody's going to see them anyway but what does but what keeps me sharing and and staying there is that sense of community which is where our conversation started is how um yeah, I just I just love running projects where I can get people on Instagram involved. Um, the earlier I mentioned Earth dance is a completely Instagram-based project, for example. But I have another one which I do every month, which is called "World of Beautiful Words," where I at the end, at the beginning of the year I select all these interesting, unique, maybe rarely used words from all kinds of languages, and then. Uh, on the same day every month we all in this community we take the word of the day and share our interpret interpretations of it in poetry and stories and photos and art and and I just absolutely love it and it's it's so nice and it's there's always it always just feels really special and and connected and inspiring because we all get to share a similar experience in a way but each putting, our own personal spin to it. And as you mentioned, currently I am, well, we are working as Beadside on an environmental poetry film called Mara, which might change, but that's the working title right now. And, uh, and it's basically a collection of poems, uh, of letters for the sea in the form of poetry from people from around the world who, again, I approached on Instagram and and not only is their poems being featured, but also I've been asking people to record themselves dancing by the sea and in the sea. And, and again, it's just people from around the world sending me their clips and and it's just been amazing. And that's that's the one thing I will forever value on social media and on platforms like Instagram, which has been my main, main social media home for these last few years. Um, it's just that no matter what I do, I have found a very beautiful community there of people who I can always approach for creative project ideas who are always eager to join me and and and, and get others involved and then slowly one person at a time we, we get to grow this community um, even if sometimes feels like the my post are <laughs> getting a bit silent but at least then, then there's still something we're all working on on the side and currently working on this film has been quite special. And every time I look at one of those poems or, or or some of these clips that they have sent to me, it uh it just immediately gives me this sense of unity from around the world that somebody on the other end of uh, on the other end of the world wrote this and sent it to me to be included in our film and, and and it's just very special.
0: It is. It's very beautiful and I just I love it so much. So what would you say, what can we do for this time where Instagram is, you know, kind of closing things down. What can we do to, what are some of your ideas of reaching people more with your words and things, especially when they're not being seen? Um, all right. Have you thought about switching platforms to start somewhere else? Sometimes that seems daunting to start a completely new platform. You know, I mean, I feel like on my platform, I've been building it for like nine years now that's too long, (laughs) you know, it's so long. And then it just starts to halt. Um, so what other platforms do you use? You did say this is your home platform, but um, what other platforms do you use or what ideas do you have to be able to reach more people right now?
1: Well, the main idea is to be growing B-Side as the website because mm-hmm. the way we have set it up is that you can become a member, which is, it's free. You just sign up with an email, but that way the people are able to access all this content and the projects and events. And the reason why we wanted to create a membership style website was so people feel a bit more safe, I guess, to express their creativity and to get involved. And when we run events, then it's going to feel more like a safe space where nobody can just intrude us from the outside. And, yeah. and people can really um, feel um, supported and inspired by, by everyone else, because we can see exactly who gets to see this content and the other And it's just also nice to see the actual people's names who have joined and who are and and who might be getting involved with our events and and all the resources that we put out. Um, So that's that's definitely the main and the main physical digital space that we are currently growing that I'm hoping will be all successful And, and the start has been pretty good so. So we all have big hopes and, and we're very excited. And through Beatside, we have, we're have basically trying to tackle every social media platform. So that's almost like a bit of an experiment right now. And, and we're seeing how good the Instagram is going to go. We have a Facebook page, we have Twitter, and, and we're going to try TikTok, <laughs> which yeah. I haven't really gotten that involved with yet, but I'm thinking because it's going to be lots of um, film content. So videos and also poetry content, which can be read out. I think TikTok can be a good place and and it's uh, it's a different audience, potentially. Um, But the way I'm approaching social media through BeatSight is almost that I don't even care that much if uh, like how many people see it, at least right now. And I'm not using any hashtags anyway. It's just me putting out the posts and and then just seeing and who if if anybody will will connect to it um, in a more organic way because I just can't put that much stress on myself or <laughs> trying to grow all these platforms at the same time. Exactly. And as for myself personally, I have been thinking about trying something different. And again, I'm also thinking of having possibly TikTok because I something I started earlier this year, which again, an inspiration for my boyfriend was spoken word poetry. Um, we have been performing in a few local poetry nights where we live and we also performed in this E- eco festival which is very exciting uh so uh, we got to share some poetry which was dedicated to to the to the earth and and our concerns and worries around those subjects um and and yeah so i would really like to do more videos and just read out my poetry because i feel like the poetry there's such a specific rhythm when you write it and and everybody else is going to read it differently so and i think that the way i write is quite I don't know. If that sounds pretentious, but I feel like it's quite melodic, and and there's there's a very specific rhythm to it, and and I I like it. I like reading my own poetry. I don't know. That's weird.
0: No. Would you um, like to share
1: a piece? Oh my goodness. I I can. I'll I'll need to I'll need to look one up. Okay. I think it would be beautiful to
0: share. Yeah.
1: I, I'll I'll finish this little speech I'm doing, and then I'll find one. <laughs> um, but yeah. So um, so I'm thinking of possibly creating a TikTok account where i can do more spoken poetry share little clips from films and but yeah but i completely get what you're saying about instagram is just so much work has been put in there and again like during the lockdowns in 2020 i spent so many hours on instagram really just curating this space and creating a um a style of my writing a style of my visual aesthetic and um and finding this community and every day researching hashtags and looking for people and, and so much work was put in there and and it's it feels kind of weird because I, I don't want to like part of me wants to just kind of leave it behind and start something else but at the same time it, it just feels like a, I guess I'm just very, being very optimistic and hoping that somehow Instagram will sort itself out yeah <laughs> and, and we'll, and we'll get at least some of that feeling that we used to have there where, where people can connect with each other more genuinely because like I don't even care so much about some of the new aspects of it like sure if it prefers video content that's fine and I'll, I'll still post my photos but what I would like is for people to just actually see what I post whatever it is and and that's all really <laughs> I don't know I don't think that's too much to ask for. <laughs>
0: exactly yes. <laughs>
1: Okay, should I find
0: a little poem then? Yes, please. You can do one or two, or if you have, I don't know, you can share whatever you want. I want this space to be able to, I want everyone listening to be able to feel your inspiration and your soul. (laughs) It's so beautiful. So I'd like to read this
1: poem out, which I wrote earlier this year. I think it was in January. We had some pretty intense storms. Here we live by the sea, so wind is quite a quite a regular uh, guest. (laughs) But but yeah, it was we had some pretty intense storms for a few nights. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, one of the times when uh, lots of words pour out of me is during uh, difficult mental health times. And I was going through some heavy days, and I remember I had. I think a few panic attacks in a row, and it was very draining, very difficult, and January is already a difficult enough month at the beginning of the year, and and the darkness and the changes, so I think uh, there were lots of emotions happening in me. Um, but what I like about this poem is that it it does have a bit of a hopeful note, and and it comes back to what I was saying about having that support in your life and having that uh, someone special by your side to be able to really express all those emotions and and reflect on them and and uh, and have that safe space to to feel everything intensely. <laughs> so it is cold storms. These cold winter storms toss my emotions, drag me down to my knees, and I am helpless. I fight, I resist, but they're stronger than me. They insist that I crumble and drown in my tears. Like a cage filled with birds, it bursts open wide and they screech and they cry and their wings flutter as they fly all over each other. An explosion of feathers, an explosion of songs from filled up and suppressed hearts sprinkled with madness. Is it the weakness? Oh, to be damned with feelings, cursed with honesty. I wish I could hide this turmoil with a smile. I wish I could look in your eyes without feeling ashamed. How can you love me when I'm nothing but a shadow of the strong mountain you thought me to be? Thoughts like destructive parasites, they eat my soul. They fill me with lies and with ice. In cold, I retreat. Please, let me breathe but when your face is on mine and you whisper in my ear that you are here, the storm
0: subsides and the ice, it swiftly disappears. Oh, wow, that was beautiful and powerful. You almost made me cry. (laughs) It was like, hold it together. You can just, it's just so, you have this way about you. It's not just reading some, I don't know, it's so weaved. you just are amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. You really can tell that you're able to reach this depth and I think that inspires other people even if it's subconsciously, even if it's unknowingly. I think you help people reach a depth within them just by interacting with you and you can see that through your own words. It's just beautiful.
1: Yeah. That's that's a huge compliment. That's that's what all I'm really hoping for is just to make people feel something and inspire people to I guess in the most simplistic terms is just to be alive and connected to the world and connected to each other and to themselves and to be allowed to feel freely and to express themselves freely.
0: Yes, I think that's what the world needs the most is soul. I feel like it's been kind of extracted from society and everything has just become almost robotic in a sense. And I feel like so many of us are craving soul and that depth and that beauty and the sacredness of life. And um, we can find so much through our creativity. And so is there anything else you would like to share before we wrap up today? Is there any kind of any last words or any advice or... Anything on your mind that you want to share?
1: I was thinking of doing another poem. So this, because this, so this poem I'd like to read as well because this is on that other spectrum as I keep I don't know why I keep describing it that way. But so this is more <laughs> on that romantic, whimsical, uh, dreamy uh, style that I like to write about. And I thought I would like to end this poem because I think this is actually the last poem I have written, so the most recent one. And it was from a very specific um moment a specific memory and i think that uh, this poem just sums up so many things that i have been talking about because i came up with this as we were going for a walk as i mentioned earlier just taking simple walks is um a great place to find inspiration and to feel connected and grounded and um and it was just one of those walks where I was able to be so present and feel so much love and so much connection and notice so many little things and even though so much about that evening about that walk was quite mundane there wasn't really anything that extraordinary it all just felt so heightened and so magical. So I tried, to, I tried really hard uh, to describe it all in, the, in this poem because I feel like there is something quite magical about late summertime evenings when, when it's still quite light and it's just getting dark even though it's, still, um, it's already quite late and, and, and the world is still buzzing and, and there's just a very specific energy about it and I found it very inspiring. So I wrote this poem called Surreal Summertime Romance bursting full moon blushes and turns pale to cover the sea in glowing satin the town is buzzing with music and lively chatting the air offers a refreshing breeze but it's warm enough for a dress and bare feet my skin is awake with a tingling relief i wish i was naked and free my body aches to be quenched by the breath of this surreal and sweet dream to connect and to feel Thoughts swim at a lazy pace, and words of all textures and tastes roll and fade like waves over pebbles as we glide through the night. Hands intertwined, catching glimpses of smiles with a corner of her sparkling eyes, before he steals the street from beneath my feet with a kiss and lifts me towards the stars, and I wish that forever this moment would last. So I open my arms and fill pockets in my heart with freckles, skies and dance. I forget about others around us and then brought back to the ground by their shadows and footsteps. But wherever I look, they seem less heavy and dark and it feels like we share the same secret. I exchange a smile with a stranger and we hear the night whisper, you see, when distracted by living to fullest and drowning in summertime romance, life seems a little bit simpler
0: beautiful oh my gosh you. <laughs> oh i love it so much <laughs> i feel like i was there like totally <laughs> immersed.
1: that's what i was hoping for i was trying to i was really trying to capture that feeling and i was hoping that somebody would feel it as well
0: yes for sure i love that and earlier when you were talking about how You know, beat side came from the, or the idea that your boyfriend was talking about was the lust for life. I feel like those kinds of words, it's just, it, it helps you become totally present in the moment and sensual to be able to experience the moment. And I just, I mean, I guess that's what poetry does and you do it well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing your process, your background and... I don't know, just your journey with us. I really appreciate it. And I know that my listeners are going to be inspired in some way through what you've shared. And hopefully a lot of them feel drawn to go and check out your community at BeatSide. And, um, what's the web address for that? It's just BeatSide.org. Okay. That's simple enough. Then go check it out. And, um, I'll have all the links below. Um, but, oh my gosh, just thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And, yeah
1: thank you so much for inviting me this has been this has been so inspiring and and i feel i feel connected to to you and just to the creative world i guess just by by sharing these things because i do think that these these conversations really matter just sharing um where all this process comes from what drives us and and how we go through any obstacles and it has been it has been really really lovely talking to you and and thank you for this opportunity
0: you're welcome i'm so happy that you are here and i am looking forward to connecting in the future thank you so much for listening if you want to book a healing session with me you can go to my website at seekingwildbeauty.com you can connect with me on youtube instagram and facebook at harmony healings if you want to support this podcast by becoming a patron, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Here you can receive support on your self healing journey and also join our story weaver circle that I host online every full moon. Here we reweave the stories of our lives, letting go of all the old and embracing the new. I'll connect with you soon. I hope you have a lovely week.